am I going to? Yes, I'm ready. Dad, something you were going to say to him? Okay, well, here's the cool part. Shelby, Shelby, obviously, she's been married. She's the mother of three amazing boys. Uh, lucky for her, she's married to a genius. Um, she's the... <laughs> and somebody just said, oh, I thought she was married to him. I guess not. Okay, no, it, it is me. Uh, she's the original core team member at the Garden. Right? Yes. The original core team member. Hey, guys, look behind you. There's still ladies over there. If, if ushers, if somebody can help these guys, that would be great. You don't have to make them stand there forever. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to ask Shelby a bunch of questions. I just thought it'd be fun this weekend if you get to know her a little bit. And, and then we got some wisdom to share with you. So I'm just going to ask some questions. Favorite sermon series ever? I uh, think my all-time favorite would be Sing Baby Sing. But then the Three Chairs one was really good, too. So mm, three chairs. I, I know. That's a good I one. Have, I think maybe sings good too. That's, that's kind of like the life one. Yeah, that's you know? a life one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when is the last time you were nervous? Uh, right now. Before that? Last night. Or, yeah, yeah, last night. Before and that. the night before. Yeah, you've been nervous for yeah. a long time. Yep. This is basically our entire marriage. Okay, yeah. if you could, uh, <laughs> if you could meet anybody, living or dead, who, who would you want to meet? Bobby Houston. Tell them who it is. Pastor of Hillsong United. When it comes to movies, what do you like, drama, comedy? I like both drama and comedy, but it's got to be like a romantic drama and like a romantic comedy. Other known as a chick flick. So yeah. Shelby goes to movies alone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> coffee or tea? Tea. Tea. Uh, ever used a shotgun? I have never fired a shotgun. Okay, but check this out. Have you ever I, used one? I have never fired a shotgun. Have you ever used one? Yes. Tell them how. Why? Tell them how. I want them to know who I'm married to. <laughs> Tell them how. I used it to get the neighbor boy out of my blackberry patch. He had crossed the highway, and he was on our property, uh -huh. and so right. he was I on figured your I needed to protect our property. Got a little guy coming after the berry patch. told him he needed to go home. <laughs> Don't come in my berry patch. You shut. Dogs or cats? Both. That's not and right. horses. How could... All animals. Yep, let's just pray right now. Yeah. <laughs> he is an animal lover. Okay. Uh, Life verses. We've talked about life verses before. What's, what's a couple of your life verses? Uh, my all-time favorite. I think everybody should have it as an all-time favorite was, um, I wrote it down. It's your Job, life verse. Yes, I know, but I get nervous because and just standing here next to you, I tend to get lose all thoughts anyway. So, but the... Um, I have that effect. Yeah, the life verse is um, Job 37.6. Which says? It says, um, God commands the snow. Yep. Yes, he does. Yeah, just stay away. No, no, that does not. You are reading that out of context. That's not what it says. Fresh revelation right here. Yeah, nope, nope. Okay, another one. What, what's a live verse? Um, the other one on? would be Isaiah 32, 18. It says, uh, my people shall dwell in a peaceful habitation, a secure dwelling, and a quiet resting place. Okay, and by the way, if you haven't been around long enough, or, or maybe you've never heard about it, it's not our idea, but uh, a live verse is, is more than just a scripture. Okay, it's one that you've, you've, you've carried it. You know, we, we tell you all the time, find, find a life verse, uh, find some scripture, not, not, not a huge passage. I mean, that's great, uh, but 
just a verse or two that you can, you know, and we, we like to say read it and repeat it and read it and repeat it and read it and, and get it in it until it starts talking back to you. And it's one that you just, you know, for a season, sometimes it's season. This one, Isaiah 32, 18, has been part of our life for 32 plus years. Yes. Okay, and it's, it's just a verse that, that infuses you with life. So, so even, even, you know, bad times, it gives you strength. Good times, you know it's going to get better. That's right. You know, get yourself a life verse. Amen? Amen. You want to say anything Amen. about that? I love this verse because it, it um, is telling me that the environment that I need to create, God is telling me, he's commanding me to create this environment. This is not a promise that he's given you. He's not promising you that you're going to walk home today and everything's going to be calm, cool, and collected and nothing's going to go wrong. He's telling you, you need to create this environment in your own home. That's really good because a lot of, a lot of guys, as a matter of fact, if, if, you, if you want to promise, your, your house will have chaos. That's the promise. Yes. In this world, there will be tribulation. Right? It's going to rain on the just and the unjust alike. Right? Yep. That's the promise. See, a lot of people take verses and they stand on it like it's a promise. And my people shall dwell in a peaceful habitation, a secure dwelling, a quiet resting place. And, and they act like they're waiting for God to come make their house peaceful. And when he don't show up, they say, well, God, you ain't doing a very good job. Hello? Come on now. Some of you guys have been thinking that. You, you, you've been thinking that. that hey, what, where's the security in our house? We're standing here believing on God. No, it's not a promise. Thou, my people shall dwell in a peaceful have, My people shall. Sounds kind of like, you, you know, how many have heard of the Ten Commandments? Thou shalt not. My people shall dwell. It's a commandment. Look at your neighbor and say, it's a commandment, sucker. It's a commandment, sucker. <laughs> Isn't she cute? <laughs> go ahead, keep rolling. That's what you said. I can go sit down here in a minute. <laughs> sucker. I think we need to look at Proverbs 31, though, because I think that is a place that all moms and all women can go to find a life verse in any given situation. Very good. I'm going to read it to you. Do it. Okay. So, who can find a virtuous woman? Her price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband does safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. She is like the merchant ships. She bringeth her food from afar. She writheth also while it is yet night and giveth meat to her household and portion to her maidens. She considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she planteth a vineyard. She girdeth her loins with strength and strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good. Her candle goes out, out not by night. She layeth her hands to the spindle, and her hands hold the distaff. She stretches out her hand to the poor. She reaches out forth her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of the snow. She's not afraid of the snow. That's what it says. She's not afraid of the snow for her household. For all her household are clothed with scarlet, and she makes herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. Her husband is known at the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. She makes fine linen and sells it, she deli and delivers girdles unto the merchant. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. 
She looks well to the ways of her household and eateth not the bread of idleness. Her children arise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, he praises her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman that fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. That's awesome. That's awesome, but that's a big chunk. So, you know, if somebody says, what's your life verse? And they say, who can find a virtue? And they, and they go through the whole thing. That's going to be a lot. So they need to break it down to smaller chunks. And you have some highlighted here. Yes, so we're going to start verse 10. Okay. Who can find a virtuous woman? Who can, it also says in one translation, who can find a good woman? And we all know what the word good means, something that gives of itself. To better its environment. So who can find a good woman, a virtuous woman? Virtuous means strong, able, prosperous, a force, a force like an army, which means we're not alone, right? An army is made up of individuals, warriors, but together is what makes them strong and their strength comes from their numbers. Um, together we're better. We say it all the time here. We need each other. Together we're better. We're a force to be reckoned with. And, and, and you really need to understand that about who can find a virtuous woman. It sounds awesome. A virtuous woman, a good woman, but, and she's strong. Yeah, but her, str her strength is not in herself. It's in who she's connected to. Right. See, that's what, that, you've got you to understand this word, that uh, virtuous is her, she is strong, but her strength is because she's not disconnected. Right. She, she, she is able. She is able, but her abilities, uh, well, just think about it. Your ability is multiplied by, by the people that, that you plug into. Mm -hmm. that on your own, your ability is quite limited. See, who can, find, who can find a good woman? A good woman ain't just living for herself. A good woman ain't just relying on herself. A good woman knows that her ability, and by the way, it ain't just a good woman. It's a, good, it's a smart guy. That, that knows anyway. that, hey, on my own, my strength, my strength isn't in myself. My strength, the greatest strength that we have is sitting in this room. Yeah. Okay? And our ability, you know, it's like an army. But on your own, you ain't all that strong. Yeah. Okay, I mean, you just need to understand it. You ain't all that good on your own. You, you, Proverbs 18.1 says, He who willfully isolates himself from God or man uh, seeks his own desire and is void of sound judgment. You know, you can't, you will not make it on your own. That's right. What's that's another? Right. That's a good, another so one, that's a good one. Another one is verse 18. I think you ought to read this one you have highlighted here. That's, that's in the past. We've, we've skipped that page that goes that way. We're over here now. Okay? Verse 18 in the message. Don't you guys want to know what you had highlighted? Just the highlighted portion? This is like court. Would you please read the highlighted portion? You know what? You highlighted. Who cares? You Your highlighted notes. the portion. It hey, says... Your notes. It says she will do him good. Yeah! Come on, somebody. <laughs> I love how you snuck that in there. Anyway, verse 18, and I love what it says in the message. It says she senses the worth of her work. And I think that's very important, ladies, moms, sisters, wives, daughters. We have to sense our value. It's a perspective. It's how we see things. And a lot of times we don't see things correctly. God sees us as valuable. We are his prized possession. We're his trophy. Amen? We're valuable. 
treasured. Go to, go to 26. 26 says, she opens her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is a law of kindness. I think this is very, very important. Kindness is a law. It's also the fruit of the Spirit, but it's a law. Kind of like the law of gravity. You step off something, you're going to fall to the ground. It happens over and over again. Just like con kindness, it produces the same results over and over again. Kindness isn't something reserved for people um, who deserve it. It's uh, to be used by people who are wise. Amen? It isn't always easy to be kind, is it? No, but it's wise. And it isn't always fun to be kind, is it? No, but it is wise. It's wise. It's always wise. And I believe that wisdom is a powerful tool. It says she opens... Sorry. Sorry. What are you laughing at? It just sounds like a convo you've had with me a hundred times. Kindness isn't always easy, is it? But it's wise. But yeah. And, and you make wise decisions. Thank you. Just saying that. Mm -hmm. Wisdom. She opens her mouth with you know wisdom. What that means? You know what that means right there, Justin? Don't open your mouth again. It takes wisdom to create an environment. Of peace. You make wise decisions. Mm -hmm. Environmental changes don't just happen. Boy, you got that right. That's right. So let's put it together. My people shall dwell in a peaceful habitation, a secure dwelling, a quiet resting place. It's a commandment, not a promise. Right? And wisdom is a power tool. You know, all of this stuff. You know, uh, and ladies, don't, don't go to Proverbs 31. And men, please be smart. Don't go to Proverbs 31 and lose, use it like a checklist to grade your woman by. No. Because thou art an idiot. No. <laughs> okay. It is, it, is, it is not a, it's not a checklist, but it's, it, it's a guide. It's principles and laws that can be used to change the environment. Yes. And when God says, hey, uh, thou shalt live in a peaceful habitation. Well, let me tell you something. It's going to take wisdom to create a peaceful habitation. Because see, a lot of us are thinking circumstances ought to change. No, no. The environment. You realize you set the environment up. You can grow anything you want if you will control the environment. Right? That's right. I knew right after we got married that we were, I was going to need wisdom. <laughs> knew it right away. Right away. Right away. Well, you've all heard the story about when he'd come home and said, well, even before that, before we got married, he promised me that we would not be called into the ministry. I don't know how he could promise me that, and I don't know how I could actually believe that, but that is what he promised me. However, we all know that God has different plans. If we had more time, I'd fix that for you, but we yeah, don't. Whatever. But we, I realized then that in order, you know, I could have created a, an environment of chaos by saying, hey, you promised me. But no, you have to go with what God says. And I absolutely love what I do, and I would not change anything about my life at all. But, and then you all know the story about when he came home and said, okay, we're going to move. Evan had just been born, my parents' first grandchild, and we're taking him away from them. And what kind of environment am I going to create? Uh, hey, no, we can't do this. What kind of environment is it going to be on 
four wheels, six wheels, I don't know how many wheels the motorhome had as you're driving down the road. You know, you can't really say, okay, how secure is this? But with God, it took wisdom to, to create that secure environment. And I learned at that point that it didn't really matter what he kind of crazy, funny idea he would come up with. <laughs> if I said, you make wise decisions, it would cause him to stop and think, but it would also get me a little time to say, okay, God, you got to get a hold of him. I think it was just you know the what? realization that you would come to, oh, yeah, you make wise decisions. You know what? I, I, I regret the fact that I did not say that to you when you took that goat down to the river and <laughs> oh. faked him out. That was not a wise decision. But anyway, I, I missed it there. But it takes wisdom to anticipate and to recognize differences in people in moments of time. It takes wisdom to make the hard choices. It takes wisdom to raise your children. It takes wisdom to make your home peaceful. And it takes wisdom to encourage your husband. I love you. So the environment isn't dictated by the circumstance. Right? So, so you, you can have a peaceful habitation even when we're selling everything. Yes. You can have a peaceful habitation, a secure dwelling, you, you know, because we spent, you know, years uh, collecting that stuff, and now we're going to get rid of it. Why? Well, well because we're doing our best. We're, 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 we're following God. And, you know... It, I mean, you should have seen the chaos I rescued her from. Hallelujah. You know. But a lot of times we, we think about, the, about stuff like that's determined. No, no, no. Wisdom understands that I can have a peaceful habitation in any circumstance. I can have a secure dwelling. You know, I mean, you might as well sell the stuff and get rid of the house. You're going to burn it down anyways. And, you know, you can have, you can have a, 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 you know, a quiet resting place. Well, you determine that. Circumstances don't. That's right. And so what you have to do, you know, Ephesians 5, uh, Paul was writing to the Ephesians uh, and, you know, the church at Ephesus. And he's telling them, hey, hey, don't just let life happen. But, you know, live with some wisdom. You know, live like the wise live, not like the fools, right? Be careful how you live. Don't, don't live like a fool, but live like the wise. And sometimes we think that living like a fool, what would that be? Well, that would be driving too fast and, and, and texting while you drive, and uh, that would be uh, the smoking and drinking. and check, no, that, That's your definition of foolish. See, we need to learn to let the Bible define the Bible. Right. You know, you know, you'd say stuff's foolish that it might not, that's not really what he's talking about, right? So if the Bible's going to work, we got to let the Bible dictate the Bible. And Jesus defines the difference between a fool and, 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 a, and a gentleman or, or a lady who's wise. He said the, the wise do this and the fools do that. What, what do the wise do? They uh, hear the word of God and they do what it says. And what does a fool do? They hear the word of God and do something else. Yeah. So it doesn't make any difference what it is. If it's not what he says, you're a fool. Right. Yep. And it don't make any difference what it is. If you do what he says, you're wise. So when he says, live like the wise, not like the fools. So he says, so line up your life with what God says. 
Just line up your life. So really, it just comes down to one question. I, w- you know, uh, I wish that we had learned what we're going to share with you in the next couple of minutes earlier. But Shelby, years ago, 32 years ago, started making that statement. You make wise decisions. You make wise, which would make me stop and, and make sure that the decision I'm going to make was what? So what would wisdom do? Because, you know, you know, we get excited, we get moving, we get going forward. We're going to, you know, and sometimes we're, we, we don't, you know, pause to think, is this smart? <laughs> is this, no, this is what I want to do. You do realize that moral failures, right? Uh, marriages that have been devastated, businesses that have been crashed, uh, all kinds of these immoral, immoral situations do not begin with an immoral decision. They begin with a foolish decision, an unwise choice, and it leads to a path where immorality can destroy your marriage. It leads to a path where, you, you know, you, you get what I'm saying? Because yeah. we, we look at all kinds of things that are, oh, that's, that's immoral, that's bad. Yeah, but it didn't start off that way. See, you don't get out of bed one day and you know, I'm going to go kill some people. No, it, it's, a, it's a foolish decision. It's an unwise decision that keeps letting more and more things come in. So, it, it, you know, what would wisdom do? Well, we've learned over the years from listening to others that w- wisdom has three perspectives that we ought to apply. If you can take this and apply it to every decision that you make from here on out, Man, I wish somebody had, 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 had you know, gotten a hold of us when we first got married and taken us to this place where, where we could, you know, if you, are, if you are young today and you got a pen and a paper, you need to write these three things down. If you are old and you have a paper, you need to write these things down and keep your eye on the young guy who ain't got a pen because he's about ready to take you out <laughs> just to get your pen because that's what wisdom would do. Yes. So three perspectives. What would wisdom do? So what's the first perspective? In light of your past experiences, what would wisdom do? And why does that matter? Wisdom wouldn't always make the same choice for different individuals in different households. Right. So what's wisdom for me might not be wise for you. Right. See, and and in our society that's trying to emulate, you know, keep up with, I'm trying to do what the Jones are doing. I'm trying to, I want to be like the Smith. I want to be like, wait a minute, that might not be wise for you. Well, they're doing it. Well, yeah, and it might, it might be wise for them. It might be the smartest thing in the world that they did. That don't mean you should do it. You know, well, he started his own business. Yeah, yeah but maybe you don't have, you know, uh, the skill set right. because of your past experience. See, every time you get under pressure in the past, you, you quit. You know, you, stress in the past has driven you to drinking. Well, then maybe you shouldn't put yourself in a place that you're going to be under a lot of stress. But he handles it. He's got a history of handling those things. Okay, you, you get what we're saying? Yeah. In light of your past experiences, what would wisdom do? Number two is in light of your current situation, what would wisdom do? Sometimes a no is just temporary. Right. So I'm going to buy a house. Well, wait, 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 wait. maybe in your current situation, now is not the time to move forward. But in three weeks, it will be. Right. Makes sense? Yep. Other people, right? It doesn't matter that somebody else is doing it. No, you got to look at your past. How is that going to impact you? And, and you, and you got you to look at your current situation. You know, when the boys were younger, there were certain things that we had to say no to. But it wasn't forever. 
It was just, hey, you know, you know, come on, parents. You know the job of every parent is to keep them alive. You know, we, we had three kids. I think it's funny because TJ says, Mom, if it weren't for you, I wouldn't even be here. Right, because Dad would have taken him out. But she saved his life. But, uh, you know, but then, then you get to a place where they're on their own. Okay, now we're at a different season. We're at a different season in life. So things that we couldn't do earlier, we can do. You, you know, so in light of your current circumstance, what would wisdom do? You need to ask yourself that. You know, every decision you're getting ready to make. In, in light of my past, in light of my, you know, my, my current situation, what's the third perspective? In light of your future goals, what would wisdom do? Is this decision leading you towards or away from everything you're attempting to accomplish or that God wants you to accomplish? Yeah. And now apply it to the environment. My people shall dwell in a peaceful habitation. Okay. Now, would wisdom do what you're thinking about doing? Is it going to produce peace? See, if, 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 if your heart is, I'm going to do life God's way. You know, Matthew 6, 33, in the, in the Amplified, he said, seek first the kingdom of God and his, his righteousness, his way of doing, his way of being right. Right. So, you know, is this is this going to bring peace? If peace is my goal, see, uh, because desire, desire leads you to a thing, but decisions lead you to a place. And so the decisions are going to lead you to the place where the thing is located or they're going to lead you to a place where the thing is not located. So are your decisions taking you to the place that the thing that you say you want? Okay, I want peace. Well, is this decision leading to it or is this decision leading away from it? It says, she opens her mouth with wisdom. See, but you could quote part of that. She opens her mouth. Right? Don't, don't just lay it on the, on the gal. He opens his mouth. Every chance he gets, he has something to say. That ain't always wisdom. So is it going to lead you to what you say you want or away from it? You know, is this going to produce security in your life or is it going to lead you farther and farther away? Are you going to get more and more insecure? Is this going to be a quiet resting place or is it just going to be more and more chaos and more and more hurt and more and more pain and more and more failure and more and more disappointment and more and more debt and more and more? Come on, somebody. You got to look at these decisions. And some of us today, you know what? It's time to make a decision that in light of my past experience, because I've tried living life my way. In light of your past experience, you poured yourself into the stuff that you thought was going to work. It didn't. In, in, in light of your current situation, because you know what? You're busy, but you're not full. You're popular, but you don't like yourself. You got a lot of stuff, but the hunger. And there's, there's, something, there's something wrong. In light of your future purpose, you know, your plan, your expectation, uh, I want to be with God. Yeah. Maybe it's time to make a decision, a wisdom decision, to say from this day forward, I'm going after God. I'm not going to go away from him. I'm going to go to him. Because, because of my past, let me tell you something, because of my past, I don't want to go back there. And in my current situation, I'm tired of making decisions. Every time I start getting close to God, every time things start working out, that I go back instead of forward. Because of my future goal, no, I need to make a decision today. I, I, need, I need to decide, I'm coming for you, God. Instead of running from you, I'm running to you. I want you to close your book and bow your head and 
We're going to pray together today. And some of us, we need to make this prayer our prayer. Here's the the first chance to make a wise choice. To create an environment that peace can grow. Security will flourish. and Rest will be there. Choose Him. Some of you guys, you need to make this your prayer. We're not going to do anything to embarrass you. We won't have you stand. won't call you out. But, it, but if you're here today and you say, you know what, guys? I'm, I'm going to make this prayer my prayer. I decide today to give my heart to Jesus. I decide today I'm running to you, Lord, not from you. I'm going to make it my prayer. If that's you, while nobody's looking around, just hold your hand up. We just want to agree with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I think you ought, thank you, sir. That's awesome. Thank you, ma'am. I, th- I think you ought to be giving God a hand because people are making the wisest decision they're ever going to make. Thank you, bro. Hey, let's all pray together. Just, just, just say, Father, today I give you my heart. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me vision. Give me strength. I choose to live for you every day of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Come on, give the Lord one more hand. Thank him. Celebrate today.